Hey everyone, it's me, the Herdman, back at it again. And this is G's for Monday, April 5th, 2021. What's going on? How are you? I'm back. I'm back after a much, much needed break. I was really hoping to get into podcast or two in this last week, but you know what? I gotta be honest, I was just too dang relaxed. You know, sometimes you just have to get away from things, and last week was that time for me. It was a long time coming. But I am back, I am relaxed, I am ready to move forward and get going. Hope you are too. And while sadly we didn't get to talk last week, the good news is you get to hear a little bit more from me this week. And there's been a lot going on in Hollywood land as of late. The first trailer for Space Jam, A New Legacy, just came out. And I gotta tell you, I'm not too excited about this one. Although not a complete carbon copy of the original with Michael Jordan, it does look like LeBron James is trying to go that route albeit that Warner Brothers does seem to be using a lot of its IP to kind of enhance what they had before by bringing in a lot of their other characters like Kong, the Iron Giant, so on and so forth. I gotta be honest, still nothing really kind of grabbed my attention, so can't say I'm too excited about seeing this one. But I can tell you what I'm freaking thrilled to see pretty soon, and that is James Gunn's version of the Suicide Squad. Last week, we were treated with not only one, but two different trailers for the Suicide Squad. And I got to tell you, both of them hit the mark right on the spot. I mean, the group itself looks so much better. Uh, It's led still by a couple of the original uh, cast members, including Margot Robbie playing Harley Quinn. Uh, The other guy playing the one part. Um, You got Boomerang Guy. And then you have a slew of new characters, including Idris Elba's. Bloodshot, I believe his name is. You got Polka Dot Man. You got uh, some kind of cat person. You got John Cena as a patriot talking about eating a bunch of dicks on a beach. Um, definitely nothing that you're going to see in WWE. But overall, it looks a hell of a lot of fun. And August just can't come soon enough. So if you haven't seen it, get on YouTube. There's actually two different versions. I recommend seeing the Red Band trailer because basically, I think really don't dig that they have a clean version because all it's really going to do is make kids freak out and want to have mom and dad take them to an r-rated movie which probably isn't going to happen so definitely go check out the red band trailer first before you check out the clean version and also the big one kong versus godzilla finally came out last week on both uh hbo max and also in the theaters I have yet to see this. I'm planning on seeing it probably tonight or tomorrow at the theater itself. So I certainly plan on giving you my take on my how I felt about the movie, my review, whether I liked it or not. I'm hearing some good things about it, so I'm getting pretty excited. It's already been deemed one of the most successful movies for this particular pandemic. Well, obviously because there was no other pandemic. But uh, that's pretty good news to hear. So I'm excited to see it. Hopefully you are too if you haven't already checked it out. But honestly, let's be real. All eyes continue to be on Marvel. Black Widow has officially been moved over to July 9th in both theaters and Disney+. I myself will go see it in the theater. However, I am a little intrigued about getting on Disney+. I have Disney+. However, they want you to pay an extra $30 to see the movie. It may not be a bad idea if you have a group of friends, especially during the summertime. You get someone with a projector, you put down the $30, and you get your own drive-in theater. So that may be a good thing to see. And to get the hype train going again for this movie, a new trailer came out this past weekend. Reminding the audience that Natasha did die in Endgame so that we're all supposed to care when we see the movie. 
but that is in July. We are talking about today. And of course, we want to talk about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So I know that I missed talking about it last week with me being gone. So here's a quick recap of episode two since we never got to review it last week. You'll learn a little bit about the new Captain America whose name is John Walker. He's a decorated war veteran who doesn't seem too hesitant to take on the shield to tell you the truth and also the mantle of Captain America. I'm not really sure how soon the government went about finding a new Captain America, but basically you really find out that the name Captain America is really owned by the government and they don't really care about who uses it. But seeing how the audience has really taken a disliking to the new Captain America, I think that was sort of the intention. Now you can tell that Walker really wants to be like Rogers. He even attempts to recruit Bucky and Sam at one point to join his efforts because what's Captain America without a good sidekick, right? Sam and Bucky want nothing to do with Walker and set off on their own to go and find out who's making more super soldier serum. Bucky goes and takes Sam to Maryland where they meet an old nemesis and former super soldier named Isaiah Bradley. Bradley was a former super soldier agent for the US who faced against Bucky back when he was the winter soldier. However, unlike Captain America, Bradley is rewarded basically by being placed in prison and being used as a guinea pig by having his blood analyzed so that more super serum can be made. It's really an interesting narrative given that when you meet Isaiah, he's living a very poor life and he seemed to be very traumatized by the experience. He didn't want to talk to Sam or Bucky at all. He immediately kicked him out of this house. It's really kind of a sad situation. And again, it's an interesting narrative given the fact that this is kind of in real life how the government and how the world would treat a black super soldier back in the day versus a white super soldier. So that's kind of an interesting political view that they put in to the show itself. I myself think that we're going to see a little bit more of Isaiah Bradley. It'd actually be pretty cool if they could show a flashback of perhaps him and Bucky having that fight back in the 60s. However, they're probably not going to use the same actor is my thinking. Sam and Bucky go ahead and find the Flag Smashers and have a pretty cool fight over a bunch of trucks. You also kind of learn who their leader is. Uh, her name, I believe, is Carly Morgenthau. They get a little bit more into her in the next episode. Uh, however, again, stunt-wise, the action was top-notch. It was really well choreographed, and it was kind of funny to see... Uh, the new Captain America try to join in via helicopter with his sidekick to uh, to help out Sam and Bucky, uh, which would really be kind of what you would see in the comics as well, with the uh, helicopter coming just at the right time. However, the Flag Smashers do get away. Sam and Bucky are unable to trace them down, and in the end, Bucky gives one last ditch effort to learn more about the Super Serum program by going to visit an old nemesis, Zemo. Which this takes us into episode 3, which took place on Friday, and so far is the best episode of the series to date. First of all, let me just say a little bit about Baron Zemo. I really liked his character in Civil War, however, I didn't know much about him. And when they brought him in, I really thought he was just some person from Sokovia, had no kind of uh, agenda other than to get vengeance for the death of his family. But to see him in his form for this episode and basically what he's going to be like in the future for the MCU, I am digging this character. You know, it's it's pretty funny because 
like WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier is, is, is able to retcon someone like Zemo, retcon his backstory, and basically make him more into the villain that you want to see, which comes from the comics itself. So starting in the episode itself, Bucky actually works with Zemo to have this jailbreak out of the facility that Zemo's in in Germany. Sam is completely unaware until Zemo shows up in this warehouse, which also ends up being owned by Zemo himself. You learn a lot about how rich he is and what his moniker of being a baron basically came from. He has his own butler. He has his own airplane. But most important, he has an idea of maybe where they could find the super serum. And we'll get into that in just a little bit. So let's talk a bit about the Flag Smashers and in particular Carly. So when you meet them, you really kind of learn that they are more of a freedom fighter type people. And this comes into a very important aspect of how the the times are right after the blip. There's a new organization called the GRC, which is for uh, relocating people, I believe, in their whole spiel about how they're all out there to relocate, rehabilitate, uh, something else. You know, in the end of the episode, you really kind of see where the Flag Smashers, in particular Carly, has changed their minds. And it's more Carly than this Flag Smashers. The Flag Smashers are really there to almost be the Robin Hood for the people who couldn't stand up against this GRC. And Carly takes uh, one kind of extreme step by destroying a facility that has GRC members in it, basically killing them and stating that this is really the only language that people are going to understand. So it's going to be interesting to see where that certain dynamic comes in place with the future episodes. But none of that really matters because we got to talk about Madripoor, which was the location that Zemo took Bucky and Sam to look for more information about this new super soldier serum going around. Now, there was a big uproar in the nerd community about Madripoor showing up, as this is a popular X-Men location, in particular Wolverine. There were some callbacks to a couple of the bars that he would go to, in particular, I believe the Princess Bar is the main one that he usually goes to. But it was kind of cool to see something that is going to be related to a new era of the MCU. And I'm talking about mutants and bringing in the X-Men, bringing in the Fantastic Four, all those IPs that Fox used to own. Now, Madripoor is being run by the Power Broker, who we haven't met yet. So after having a little stint in the bar, the trio of Bucky, Sam, and Zemo, given, oh my god, if you haven't seen the memes going around with Zemo dancing... It's just as hilarious on the show as you see it in those memes. Oh my god. Uh, Daniel Bruel is killing it as Zemo. I think everyone's starting to actually like him. I really, I really, really, really hope that they keep him around and they don't kill him like they do with other characters. So anyway, they go see one of the Power Broker's speakers whose name is Selby. Selby obviously makes them out and tries to kill them. She gets killed and... In the midst of running away from the people that want to kill Sam, Bucky, and Zemo, they run into an old friend who is Sharon Carter. Now, we know Sharon Carter from the Civil War movie. She was actually Peggy Carter's niece and also a brief, very brief love interest of Captain America himself. But now Sharon, who, unlike Sam, poor Sharon really got the shaft and was still considered an enemy of the state. So... She made her way over to Madripoor and is now an art dealer there. Very famous, very rich. Sharon takes them over to a chemist who was the one who created the new super soldier serum. 
And after talking to the chemist, we find out that there was only 20 vials that were created. Eight of them were taken by the Flag Smashers and used. Uh, they didn't say much about the other 12. Uh, before he could do anything more, he gets murdered by Zemo. I thought this was kind of an interesting moment because Sam and Bucky didn't really dwell on the fact that Zemo decided to kill this guy. But before they can even think of it, some thugs come in blow up the chemistry station and you find Sam and Bucky running away again this time again with Zemo now it's kind of funny uh, for any of you lethal weapon fans I know I'm kind of dating myself by mentioning this movie but uh, come the second movie I believe you had uh, Riggs and Murtoff and then all of a sudden you had Leo Getz who was played by Joe Pesci so I don't know if this is intentional but I'm kind of getting that kind of buddy cop plus three uh or buddy cop plus one vibe um that you got from lethal weapon thought it was kind of funny but uh again zemo's totally killing it overall episode had a ton of great scenes in it and the quality of the show is amazing especially given that it's just a tv show marvel has really put their money down on making sure that all their work is of the highest quality and again every episode does not cut corners I'm already bummed out thinking about that. We only have three more episodes left this season. They only made this a six-episode season. Um, but at the same time, I do think they have an opportunity to really turn this into a multiple multiple series or multiple season show. So hopefully they're going to go that route so we can get a little bit more of the Bucky and Sam dynamic because it's been really great so far. With Black Widow being moved back to July, however, this will give us almost a six-week break until we get some more Marvel in the form of Loki. So, folks, really appreciate what you have right now because it's not going to be here for long and we're going to have a nice little break. So, hopefully you got your sunscreen out because you're going to have to go outside and do something while we're waiting for the next great Marvel show. However, I'm super soaked to be back, folks. I know this, this particular podcast went long and I am excited because I'm really looking forward to bringing you more quality content myself every day. So thanks for sticking around a little bit longer. I know we went much longer than we usually do, but again, thanks for sticking around. And that's going to do it for today's episode. You can catch me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday night on Twitch. And you can also look me up on TikTok and Twitter as well. Just search Herdman22. Be sure to tell your friends about the podcast and remember to give us a like. I hope you all have a great week ahead of my friends. I'm out of here.